Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast. I am your host, Daft Moan, aka Ben, aka, I guess, whatever you want to call me, I suppose. And uh, this time around, it's with a little bit of an announcement, which you may have seen if you follow me via uh, Twitter or if you follow my website for any reason, if you follow my YouTube channel. You may already be aware of this, but if you don't, then I have some exciting news. As of the 14th of August, I will be a published author. Yes, that's right. I am publishing my first ebook, and it's already available for pre-order, and the link will be in the description to the podcast. If you like science fiction, then you might like this. I'm under no illusions as to it being a masterpiece. It's not going to stand up to, uh, you know, the, the, the great works that are out there by, by the best authors. It's not going to compare to the likes of Garth Nix uh, or the likes of you know, Peter F. Hamilton or anything like that. But it is the story that I wanted to tell a story told in the way I wanted to tell it and it comes from me which I'm very very proud of and it's now out there and if it if it gets say let's say it gets three stars out of five on Amazon in terms of reviews that'll be good enough for me as I say I'm not gonna kid myself into thinking it's this great amazing piece of work it's I'd like to think it's okay I'd like to think it's a little bit different to what's out there before. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But as I say, it's it's my story and told in the way I wanted to tell it. And it explores themes that I wanted to explore in the way I wanted to explore them. And it's now out there for for everyone to have a chance to see. So if you are interested, then please check out the, the link in this podcast. It's called The Awakening. It is intended to be, to be part of a, well, possibly a trilogy, possibly uh, a duology. I think that's what I think they normally call two books as a series rather than, rather than three. I'm not entirely sure regarding that at the moment i have technically speaking written parts two and three already and my original plan was for this to be one giant book one big novel and then i thought to myself it might be better served by by splitting it into separate parts which is what i've done so that's now what i'm up to it's now going to be three separate pieces or two separate pieces depending on what I prefer to do to I think tell the story properly and although I've technically written parts two and three I'm tweaking them rewriting them especially part two right now just because I feel it needs a little bit of of attention my brother has very kindly proofread the story for me it's partly based on his advice that I'm changing things that I've split this into three parts just to do things a bit differently. And we'll see where it goes from there. We'll see where it goes from there. But as I say, I'm quite proud of it. If it earns me, I mean, again, you know, if, if it earns me, let's say, 25 quid between now and Christmas, 
I'll be happy with that. There is actually, by the way, if you're interested, if you if you prefer a paperback copy, that is something which is due to be published soon. There is a chance that the paperback version will go live before the ebook does, just because of how this works through Amazon, which is where I've set this thing up. I'm not exactly sure if that will happen, but I do know that Amazon's nature of doing things, because I've submitted the paperback for uh, for review and for moderation, that could go live first. I genuinely don't know. But for the moment, I'm going on the assumption that the ebook will launch first. That's on the 14th of August. If that changes, I'll let people know. If the paperback does get launched first, then I'll just launch the ebook there and then at the same time. Give people the choice. Naturally, the paperback, the printed copy will cost more. The uh, the ebook at the moment for the UK Amazon uh, Kindle store, it's two pound thirty six. And if you happen to be reading, uh, listening to this podcast in America, it's two dollars ninety nine. And then the printed copy, the paperback, is in dollars nine ninety nine. And I have absolutely no idea how that translates into pound notes. I have no clue. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at with this with this book right now. What else is going on? So, so yes, that's all about the awakening. But what else is going on? Other stuff. If you live in America, if you live in America right now, I don't normally perhaps envy you because of the whole Trump business and the whole COVID-19 business. But I envy you a bit because you guys have got, in North America, Star Trek Lower Decks, and we here elsewhere in the world don't, which is quite unusual in this day and age. Normally, in the age of being able to stream content through various means, you normally end up with these with these things at the same time or day after they launch in in the US. But the powers that be at the moment at CBS are still sorting out the arrival of Star Trek Lower Decks on UK shores and on shores elsewhere. Which is a little bit annoying because the feedback that I've heard so far has been very positive about this rather new, unusual and quirky animated Star Trek show. And I want to see it for myself. I'm intrigued. It's going to be different to what's gone before it. I know this has some of the some of the angry gatekeeping crowd beating their chests in rage, but they're in the minority as far as I'm concerned. So they can just stew in their own juices, as I'm sure they will. But I, for one, believe this is rightly quite a different take on Star Trek. A, a look at a side of things we don't normally see. And I'm keen to see it. I want it to come to UK shores sooner rather than later. Because one thing that will happen, at the end of this run of Lower Decks, Star Trek Discovery comes back for its third season. And if you live stateside, then Discovery comes back as soon as Lower Decks finishes. But here in the UK, bearing, uh, bearing in mind... Discovery normally launches a day after uh, in the UK. We're probably going to have an overlap between the two shows, which is not a huge problem, but I'd rather there wasn't. 
which is just me being a bit pedantic maybe. But I'd like for there to be uh, kind of one smoothly going into the other rather than a bit of an overlap. It is what it is. We'll take what we get as far as I'm concerned. And I'll just be happy to watch Lower Decks whenever it appears. Because like I say, I'm quite intrigued. I think it looks quite funny. And from what I've read, it does kind of have quite a few elements which are typically Star Trek, even if it's done in a slightly different way. And that's good. That's good. So, fingers crossed, we'll get that on UK shores sooner rather than later. But please, CBS and, and whoever your, your partners are with this thing, just please hurry up and get it done, because... There are lots of Star Trek fans around the world who are getting rather impatient because I know eventually, sooner or later, it'll be unavoidable, there are going to be spoilers out there. And I don't want spoilers, but inevitably, sooner or later, spoilers will find their way onto Twitter, onto Facebook, via YouTube, and you can't avoid them sometimes. So... Well, we just have to be patient, but I'm not a patient person when it comes to Star Trek, so we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, all in all, that's going well, I think, with its early reviews, and I I look forward to it, as I look forward to Season 3 of Discovery, which, of course, again, brings me back to these, you know, angry gatekeepers and their and their holy crusades, their almost religious crusades against against this show. We've heard repeatedly from a number of people, from a number of these uh, from these gatekeepers, that season three wouldn't happen. And, of course, now it is happening. It was happening, we knew it was happening for ages. It's just been delayed because of the virus. But we've had people insist that it wouldn't really happen. I had a, I had a conversation on a Facebook group with someone who, despite at that point the existence of trailers which demonstrated they clearly were using sets and even building new sets, insisted that it was all a big kind of front and that Discovery Season 3 wouldn't happen. Well, I can only imagine that right now this guy has egg on his face, although he ended up sort of blocking me because he wouldn't actually think rationally for himself and didn't like that. So, there you go. Uh, apologies for that buzzing. That was a incoming phone call from a spam number, which I'm not inclined to take, and therefore didn't. But, um, yeah, I just find the whole gatekeeping premise with Lower Decks, with Discovery, all of it to be quite funny. And the great thing is, these gatekeepers, the usual crowd of them, who speak of their inside sources and all that, they always seem to be reacting slowly after the fact. Apparently, uh, the release of Lower Decks came as a surprise to some people. Some of the people involved at the studio. I find that hard to believe. I think that's one of those classic cases of make-believe arguments there. But but there you go. I mean, the, these gatekeepers will often make things up with their quote in, inside sources unquote. It's just a way of lying, if you ask me. And they're consistently proven to be wrong, but they keep coming back for more. It's why I absolutely keep my fingers crossed that they announce a season four of Discovery. 
because we've heard it all before about how apparently, well, we heard it at the end of season two. We heard that with season two, there wouldn't be a season three. So they announced the season four. It would just be hilarious to watch them meltdown because they've been banging on about the inside sources. Plenty of people have got screen captures regarding their statements on this. And it would be hilarious for them to end up with yet more egg on their faces because they've turned around and insisted season four won't happen. So please, CBS, as much as anything, just to watch these guys scramble and backpedal, announce the season four of Discovery. Maybe there won't be. And that, of course, would mean the gatekeepers and company would be gloating like mad. But the bottom line is, one thing that they cannot escape from is lots of things have been hurt badly by the COVID-19 pandemic. And it could be that TV shows like Discovery will be among the casualties. There were enough rumours about the Orville wafting around out there. Nothing is, is safe from from being dented by by this virus. And it's affecting production of a lot of things. TV shows, movies, music, you name it. So it's certainly possible that it will end up going down the wayside. So, yeah, we could lose shows like Discovery. But what's also interesting, of course, is that we are going to gain strange new worlds, which will continue to look at the period between um, you know, this, this period of 10 years before the events of the original series. So even if we did lose Discovery, this... We, this prequel kind of show will still continue and live on in spirit in a brand new show that originally of course wouldn't exist it only exists because of Star Trek Discovery and because of fan passion for Anson Mount as as Captain Pike and also of course for uh, for the other actors and characters that we saw from the show from Discovery, the people that were involved on the Enterprise and that kind of thing. They're only getting a show because people loved them in Discovery. So, it kind of, even if Discovery got cancelled tomorrow and we had season three as its final season, it would be a hollow victory, in my view, for the gatekeeping crowd, bearing in mind that we've got a brand new show set in the same, same era as Discovery originally was. And featuring some of the characters to appear in Discovery. So it would be a very hollow victory for the gatekeepers. Which would make me smile even more. Some of them are already insisting that Strange New Worlds isn't going to happen. Again, apparently that announcement was something of a surprise. But I doubt very much it was a surprise to, to CBS or the people making it. Because it was something that they always had planned. They didn't announce the show you know, in, in the ether, as it were. There would already be a plan in place regarding it prior to announcing it. So we can say with confidence that Strange New Worlds will happen. It's just a case of when. Because again, the pandemic has affected things. But the bottom line is, it's just, I think, a desperate scrambling for, well, clicks 
by these by these guys they love to spread rumors to get clicks and get paid and the ones who claim inside sources well given how repeatedly that they're wrong i can see three options here the first option is that these guys do have inside sources but these inside sources are wrong somehow repeatedly they've got people who claim to be inside sources that are feeding these these guys packs of lies to make them look foolish which would be quite funny or the final option is that these inside sources don't exist they are imaginary it's a pack of lies anyway and i'm not sure which option it is option one would give these guys claiming to have inside sources the most credibility or it would perhaps hurt their reputations the least option two makes them look like a laughing stock for falling for it all the time and option three just means they're dishonest and i'll leave it to you guys the listeners to wonder which one of those options it is but yeah we have strange the worlds to look forward to we will have a new animated show as well aimed primarily at kids called prodigy which is out i think next year or possibly the year after so that's in the works uh, as well so for all the doom and gloom and all the apparent struggles that these shows are going through they're certainly doing well enough for the studio that makes them to invest in new material and in the case of a strange new world make a brand new show because of a massive overwhelming fan demand so i'd say that new star trek is in a pretty rosy place despite what the doomsayers might say and for all the evidence of that just use your eyes and ears and don't trust the naysayers because half the time they lie and the other half of the time they're just looking for money through clicks i think star trek's in a pretty good place right now anyway swinging back to the original theme just for a second as i've said my book comes out the on the 14th of august the ebook version comes out on the 14th of august i might roll that forward if the paperback version does launch sooner i don't know if it will because it's being reviewed and moderated right now by amazon to make sure it's in the correct format and that kind of thing if they if they green light the paperback version for release before the ebook i'll bring the date of the ebook forward to you know wherever that might be but certainly within the next few days i'll be a published author which is amazing terrifying but amazing and from there who knows i mean if it proves to be even a moderate success then i've got a few other ideas in the pipeline stuff which is completely different to this particular sci-fi story i'm naturally not going to give away too much here and now on a podcast but the the sequels to the awakening are as i say by and large done borrowing some rewriting so i'll i'll publish them at some point regardless but how and when that happens 
will probably depend on how successful this first book is. And then the other material is, as I say, totally different to other ideas, to other sets of stories, which are completely different to this one and also to each other. And again, bearing in mind, it doesn't cost me anything to put them onto onto the, the Kindle store. I'll, I'll chuck them onto there. At some point, they will probably go onto other e-reader formats as well. They're just sticking to Amazon and Kindle to begin with because of one or two things that Amazon want from you. But at some point, they're going to go on to other formats as well. So it will be out there in quite a widespread form. It's just a question of of time and seeing how well this first book actually performs. As I said at the beginning, if it makes me 25 quid between now and Christmas, that's 25 quid I didn't have before. And if it does... More than that, if it does say 100 quid, then brilliant, fantastic. If it really takes off, then I'll be naturally a very, very happy man. Although I'm not expecting anything like that. It's probably going to be, if anything, you know, even if it does begin to approach a level which is classed as, as good for a book, it won't happen straight away. It'll be probably... A snowball effect of some kind I'm, as i say i'm realistic i'm not expecting it to be a smash hit or success really it's just um that was me dropping my phone which was close it's just my chance to put out there something that i've made that i've created that has come from my brain my mind and for the first time something that i feel is worth putting out there and yeah, that's it really. We'll just see how it goes. I, I keep my fingers crossed, but I'm being realistic because I have to be. Let's put it this way. I'm not going to be quitting work anytime soon on the basis of what this thing earns me. That's it for now. So I appreciate this has been quite a long, slightly disjointed, rambly podcast. I wish you all well. I hope you'll take care of yourselves. And... If you're know, having to lock down, that you're safe in lockdown. If you're out and about, I hope you're doing everything in the correct, sensible way and keeping yourself safe. And I just keep keep hoping this is going to be over soon, this, this, this business. I mean, okay, it kind of has eased, but we just have, all have to keep doing our part to keep the curve flattened, to stay safe and to look after each other. And I, from the bottom of my heart, to you and yours, to all your families, I hope you're all safe and well. Goodbye.